Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to once again welcome you to another edition of Spotlight Conversation, where we have the opportunity to speak with artists, mainly specializing in jazz and poetry, but today we're blessed to have a performance artist who does a little bit of everything. How about that? We were blessed to have her on the last, the last two Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry events, and we'll get into that again a little further into the conversation. So I'd like to welcome Bethlehem Robinson to Spotlight Conversation. Hi, how are you, Claire? Hey, Bethlehem, how you doing there? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm doing what I do. I got so much stuff going on, but it's all life and it's all good. And I woke up this morning, so I'm... I know that's right, yes. I'm, I'm blessed by the best, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, thank you for taking time out from your schedule because I know you're rolling. I am. And thank you so much for having me. It is an oh, honor. Definitely. So let's start off by telling my listeners and viewers uh, where you're from and, and some of your early influences as far as uh, music and poetry as well, because I know you like poetry. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in Germantown. Uh, Brickyard. Um, my musical influences are my father and my uncles. I grew up listening to them sing gospel quartet style music. Um, my uncle Linwood played Southern Pool uh, style guitar. That's what they call it. And so, um, so I grew up listening to them sing. And my father is a big Sam Cooke fan. So I grew up listening to Sam Cooke and the Soulsters, the Mighty Clouds of Joy, the Blind Boys of Mississippi and Alabama. Like, yeah, I grew up listening to choirs, Hezekiah Walker, and the list goes on and on and on. So yeah, but heavily, um, I'm heavily influenced by Sam Cooke. Like my father could actually sound like him. Hmm. So yeah, those were like my musical um, influences growing up. Yeah. It's, uh, um, you know, it's amazing that you mentioned gospel, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because that's, in most of our households, in our culture, Yes. we yes. were raised mm -hmm. on gospel music. Yes, very. Cleveland, yes. Shirley Caesar. Yes. You know, that list goes yep. on and on. Um, yep. You know, and, but it's funny because lately, I've been listening to um, a young man who actually transitioned in 2020, Rance Allen. Yes. Something about the name Jesus. Mm. That just that just tore me up, and yeah. you know, so it's just it's not it's not coincidental because every one of our households was raised on that type of music. That's true. Um, it but. It's a good feeling music, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And it Sam Cooke, you know, yeah. my parents used to play that all the time too. Oh, to yeah. And he started, of course, he got his start with gospel music too before he yes, stretched he out. Yep, he sure did. Yeah. So just for our, for the sake of the people that aren't from Philadelphia, Germantown is in Philadelphia. Yes, section, right, yeah. Philadelphia. section of Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. What is a vocussionist? So a vocussionist is a body percussionist and a vocalist infused. 
So I do these two things simultaneously. And my body percussion is not just limited to my body because I do um, do vocal percussion as well. But yeah, body percussion, sing, and then the creation begins. So yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique art form and um, mm -hmm. you're in demand, especially with the SOJP spotlight on jazz and poetry. Yeah. Crowd, yes. we love you. Every time I turn around, when is, when is Bethlehem coming back? <laughs> I am really happy to hear that. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, and it's coming from the heart, and it's so true. Um, but what do you use to, to bring out the percussive uh, sounds from your body? Uh, my hands. Okay. So, yeah, um, the, the rhythms are in my head, and because I don't play any musical instrumentation, um, I'm thinking like, how do I get my audience to hear what's going on in my head rhythmically? So I just went back to like my roots, you know, like my father and my uncle singing gospel quartet, you know, one uncle is holding down the bass line, the other three is doing harmony, three part harmony. Then you got my uncle Linwood, he's playing the guitar, doing lead, and then they're clapping and they're stomping. Now, of course, this is a group doing this, so it's a whole lot easier. And so, um, but I was just like, you know what? I can do it too. So I pulled heavily from that. And then from like growing up, you know, we play games like Hollywood, got bad, bad, bad. And it's always, so I think this whole stepping thing is like very much a part of our culture. So I just kind of reached back into that and just, you know, kind of made it mine and brought it into the music and yeah. Well, you can't lose because everything, you know, goes around. Yes. Now, some things don't deserve to be brought back around. <laughs> you know what I mean? But some right. things do. Some mm -hmm. things do. And, you know, I'm not a, you know, I wouldn't claim to be a, a, anything close to a vocationist or, but I can hand bone with the best of them. Okay. I can, I can hand bone both legs too, boy. Don't look. Don't get me started. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I hear that. You know what? You just gave me an idea. So don't be surprised if you see me doing a hand bone soon. Go ahead and do it. You hear me? Go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh man. That's so, the spirit legion. <laughs> <laughs> so so um one of the uh um tools that you use for your vocation um is the tarima yes what's the give us a little background on the tarima so the tarima is um native to spanish culture in spain um people do flamenco dancing on it um but the tarima is very like this wooden box is like very it has a part through time like it shares some um, different cultural significances throughout time so in Spain, that's what it's used for. Over here in America, around right about the 60s, 70s, I want to say, it was known as a soapbox. And people would stand on it and preach and deliver a message, right? Then when you're going back to slavery time, some of our ancestors were sold off for auction blocks, mm. right? Such as that. And so my tarima is very significant to me because um, when I got it made, which was in March of 2013, um, this guy named Victor Puentes, who was on the jazz scene, he was a trumpet player. 
and he he would come to the open mics wire beans specifically um wire beans cafe which is a which was up on germantown avenue 6700 block of germantown Ave. it's no longer there but um he said hey beth you know you should get a tarima made i've never heard of a tarima or anything and so he introduced me to his uncle polo ramirez who is from chile and he's a carpenter and so i went over there to him and we were talking about making this tarima right and so this is the first time i'm like really legitimately like investing in my art form so clay i want the best i'm like i want mahogany wood you know i want i ain't thinking about how heavy the wood is and none of that i'm just thinking of the look this is what i want and so um i was going through a divorce at the time and so uh polo quoted me the price and he was like gonna be 240 dollars so i was like well polo what's the next best cheapest thing you can get a sister because i can't do 240 right now so he suggested um poplar wood on the top and around the sides was pine wood so poplar kind of hung out in the back of my head i couldn't make the connection immediately so over time um this uh this lady this phenomenal poet who adopted me as her spiritual daughter. So I, she is my spiritual mother, Terry Night Owl Lyons. Um, she grew up off of jazz music. So she introduced me to um, Billie Holiday. Mm. And she was like, baby, it's in you. You just gotta be exposed to it. And she had me listen to Strange Fruit. Mm. Like how, how her voice is melancholy. Like it's not dead, but it's, it's, it's still alive, but kind of barely, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was interesting. However, Billie Holiday sang Strange Fruit, bodies swinging off of poplar trees. And the top of my tarima is made from poplar wood. So I'm just like, whoa. So I wanted to throw a little culture in there because um, a part of um, my culture is being a Hebrew. And so I threw a little of my Hebrew culture in there. So I wrote my name in the Ivrit in Hebrew across the front. And so um, I wrote it, Polo engraved it. So it is Beit Lechem, which is how you pronounce my name in Hebrew. And it literally means house of bread. So hmm. yeah. So um, when you put all of those components together, oh, but I can't leave this part out. So house of bread, this is my name, my first name, right? So listen, y'all, I love me some bread. However, it also means, uh, Bread is like substance, right? Like you're, it's something that you would feed somebody with and it, it sustains them. So when I think about who I am as an artist and how I perform and the spirit in which I perform in, it's just, it just makes so much sense. Like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And so, yeah, that is the story of the Tarima and the significance of it as well. Yeah, yeah, you 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 educated me. Um, and I never even pictured that when I saw you perform on it. Yeah. I never, I didn't get any deeper than the fact that you were standing on a Tarima. Right. And I only knew that it was a Tarima because uh -huh. it says Tarima on there, right? No, that's my name. No, 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 I seen it. Uh, I looked it up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I looked it up and some of the examples that I saw had yes. written on it. That's how, you know, why I knew how yes. to spell it. But yeah. that's all I put on it was the fact that it was a box. Right. That you were standing on and you were doing your thing. And I just know 
that is just amazing. Um, but the way you just broke it down, just it just educate, educated me, and I know it educated all the uh, viewers and listeners too. Name some of the either people that you've collaborated with or organizations that you've collaborated with during your career so far, up to now. So I've performed with um, the Philadelphia Jazz Project um, with Homer Jackson. Um, I've performed with New Groove Network with Ken Pedro Rodriguez. Um, I've even performed on TEDx. And when I tell you, it was just a Homer put me onto the gig. Like I performed with Nimrod Speaks. We mm -hmm. did a tribute to John Coltrane. Now, mind you, I didn't know nothing about TEDx or how big it was or how like, oh my God, you know, you, you were on a TEDx stage. It was just another gig. And I performed, Nimrod and I did our thing and that's that. Um, so yeah, I performed with Sisters of Tune. Um, I performed with Divination. Um, yeah, I want to say, uh, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind, that readily come to mind. Forgive me if I'm leaving out any, but yeah, charge it to my head and not my heart. Organizations. So, yeah. SOJP. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I performed with. Oh, how can I forget that? I'm horrible. That was like a. That was what they call a shameless plug, right? You know what I mean? I had to throw that. Look, you better be glad I. I couldn't find a magic marker, boy. It would have been bold. It was. Listen, I know these folks are gonna be laughing at my facial expression. Like I made it so obvious. Like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man, but um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. TEDx though, what is what is TEDx? I don't, I don't have a clue. So TEDx is like, oh, it's a platform where people usually do. Um, they go on and they do like these these motivational speeches. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Like I'm so old school. I'm thinking like I know about the Apollo. I guess because I grew up off of watching the Apollo. Showtime mm -hmm. at the Right, but I didn't grow up on TEDx. But it's a it's a very very huge platform where people do motivations, um, motivational speaking. They encourage people, and yeah, it's it's really big and well known. Hmm. So, right. and that's in Philly, or is that all over the place? It's not in Philly. I know that for sure. Okay. I don't know where the the base is, but I think they have it all over the place. If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, we, you know, our nation and the world actually mm -hmm. uh, were um, affected by the pandemic. Yes. The past couple of uh, past couple of years from actually from the 2020 to parts of 2022, I guess. Yeah. Faded out or, you know, calmed down or whatever the case may be. Thank God. Um, what did you do during those two years in order to keep your sanity? I was sane. I was very sane. I actually think, contrary to popular belief, contrary to what I would say, I would safely say most people experience, um, I probably would have went insane without the pandemic. 
Hmm. Like had the pandemic not come and stopped everything and allowed me to really rest without being obligated to do this and obligated to do that. Yeah, I think I would have been a little cuckoo. So Mm. yeah, I was grateful and thankful for the pause. Mm. Like I really and truly was. And it allowed me to think more deeply about my artistry and what it is that I do. Because, you know, you come in for most people with a purpose, like I want to do this. And then, excuse me. Anyway, and then welcome to the human race again. (laughs) Okay, pardon me, y'all. And then, like you, you gigging and you gigging and you gigging, and then eventually, the purpose is not as dominant or at the forefront because now you gigging and you kind of like chasing a coin, if you will, or chasing exposure, if you will. And so for me, um, that pause allowed me to really rethink, like, who am I, Mm -hmm. right? Like, who am I outside of these outward things that validate me in the world? You get what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. now that all of that's taken away, who am I really at the core? Mm -hmm. And I feel like tapping into that and then like just making up my mind and was like, you know, I want to do more things that are more purposeful. Like I like I live for that. Like I live for doing performances that really touch people, mm-hmm. that really have people thinking, and that they walk away with something to kind of meditate on, right? And so the creator was like sending me stuff like that, like meaningful projects. And I was so grateful um to have been a part of those projects. So yeah, I am grateful for the pandemic, you know? And it was something because it's kind of like, you know, I was talking to some of my friends, even my music partner said Patrick, and he was like having a hard time with it. You know, like, man, Beth, like, he told me like, man, I really miss performing. Like, and honey, I was like, I don't, (laughs) like, I'm good. And then it made me think like, but darn Beth, am I less of an artist because I don't miss performing? But then I just realized like, no, I didn't miss it because I feel like I was giving so much of myself. And when I perform, I give a lot of energy, right? And so that time to kind of reboot was necessary for me. And so yeah, it was a um it was a yeah, it was a good thing for me. You know? Yeah, that's that was that was that's yeah. well put because um <clears throat> it gives you a chance, like you said, I know what well, I had two things going on during mm-hmm. the pandemic. All right. So the effect was, it was a lot different on me and my household. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, you know, my wife was ill and, and um, you know, she transitioned at the end of the pandemic, not from COVID, but, um, you know, she had uh, pancreatic cancer. So, and I was working in the field of respiratory. So I was on the front line. So therefore I'm like, I'm praying every day, all day, that I don't bring anything home. Yeah. Because that would be a double bubble for her. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and God answered my prayers because, you know, I was 
I was cool for, from that and didn't bring that home. But um, it teaches you, I think, to live moment to moment. Yes, yes. You know, and appreciate that mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, planning stuff and, you know, just filling up your schedule with things. Right. That really don't, they, that's what they are. They're things. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? They're Absolutely. just things. So, um, you know, so I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, Juneteenth for 20, 2020. Talk about that. Ah, so during my reflecting, I came up with a video, a concept. And when I tell you, man, when something is supposed to be done, the most High will really give you the means in which to do it. And so I was in contact or connected with this sister named April and his brother named Quan. And um, we went into the uh, into their studio and um, I was telling the concept and she was like, listen, Beth, like whatever you need, look, we got the space, let's do it. And so I created a video called Who Am I? I had just um, wrote and created a few songs to put on Yolanda Wisher's um, mixtape series earlier. And so I used one of those songs um, called Celebrate um, as like the ending song, or maybe I'll say the theme song of, um, of that video. But it was basically like navigating through um, who you are without all of these things, right? Like, who am I without my hair? Who am I without, um, like, my job? Like, and I feel like once we start stripping stuff away, we really start finding out, like, who we really are. Like, what kind of integrity we have? Like, what kind of character we have? Like, what kind of foundation do we actually have? Is it all tied up in the things that validate us? Or is there something of real substance with us when all those things are taken away? Because if there is then I feel like you can survive when hard times come because you've already built that foundation up within yourself. But if the if your substance lies in these outward things, then if they're taken away, then yeah, you're going to crumble because, you know, that that's where it was. So um yeah, man. Yeah, when when <clears throat> when you're performing mm -hmm. and you know, I'm I imagine, because I know what happens to me, and I'm not—I'm nowhere near the type of performer or the the quality of performer that you are. But I try. Um, when you're performing, you're in the zone. Mm -hmm. You get in that—you get in that space that is a zone. That's the only way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. So, do you notice people? looking at you and observing and smiling and you may hear the clapping but do you notice people and and look at their expressions or do you like blank all of that out so before each and every performance i always pray and i always ask the most high to remove self and to use me however he sees fit right and so 
when I'm up there. And it's interesting because as soon as I open my mouth, I'm not in the zone. I have to get to that place. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I prepare myself for the journey of getting to that place through prayer before I perform. And so when I am in the zone, no, I don't. It's almost like, cause sometimes my eyes are open. Most of the time they're closed. So I can really like not be distracted by anything. And so, but when they're open, it's, it's almost just like glimpses. It's like, I see people, but I don't see them. It's not like a detailed sight that I see where I'm seeing facial expressions. I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that. When I'm in that zone, I think the most um, that I get that I'm aware of is through sound. So if, if people are expressing themselves vocally, I definitely get that. And that feeds me. But as far as sight, nah. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, it's it's not anything that I'm honing into with any particular person or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, when um, what do you hope? This is a two part question, but it's the, they all tie into one. <laughs> what is it? What do you hope that your audience takes away from your performance? And on the same same token, what do you hmm. try to, you know, extend to your audience? So I can only extend a part of myself that is expressed through the particular song that I'm singing. Right. And so that's important to me because I don't sing any song that I'm not feeling. Mm. So if I can't connect to the song, I won't sing it because it's just not for me. And so, yeah, I'm when I sing, the best way that I can describe it is I want to create a world for people to come into and then experience the sights the sounds and the feelings around them. I don't want people to be on the outside of my world looking in. I want them to be on the inside of it and experiencing their senses being uh, activated in whatever way it's gonna be right through the song. Um, and so when it comes down to what I expect them to take away from it, um, honestly, when I'm in that zone, I am giving them a part of my truth within that experience. So the only thing that I can hope for is that they find their truth mm. and walk away with that. Mm. Yeah, that they find their truth inside of the experience and leave with that. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. So um, earlier I was... Uh, talking about the two performances that you did with um, SOJP, mm -hmm. Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, and and look, um, last year's performance mm -hmm. for me, okay. and I just asked you about what you hope that people take away from your performance. Mm 
Yes. So, yes. um, I was all inside and through, and I went to all of those different places you was talking about, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it it helped me. Your performance mm -hmm. helped me to go through what I was going through. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was I was in a I was in a whole different place that I've never been before. You know what I mean? And um it was, you know, the creator saw fit for me to mm -hmm. go through that. Yes. So yes. sometimes uh, you know, um even even though I'm a firm believer in, in you know, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I still question sometimes, like, why? Why mm. is this happening? And during that program, mm -hmm. which was a tribute to my wife. Yes, yes. Your, your performance, as well as others, but yours really, really relaxed my mind. And it, it made me, it took me, it made me, it was almost like you helped knock something off my shoulder and my back that was weighing me down. Um, because, because your performance was, it was just unique. Mm. You know what I mean? It was unique and it was like, you know, and I'm not just saying, believe me when I tell you, I'm not I just know. saying because you're in front of me. No, trust me, I know. Yeah. This is, this is for real. This is like real stuff. Um, and I needed it so mm -hmm. bad. Mm. Now, um, that was part of, but not a real large part of, but that was part of the reason I asked you if you would come back for this last performance. And you uh, did it again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I don't know. I don't know what your problem is, but you did it again. You know what I mean? You did it again. And I'm like, so in other words, hmm. you have a fan for life. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you and so I'm, you know, And not only that, I have a circle, just like hmm. everybody else has a wall. Most people have a circle of hmm. people that they really either confide in or trust or, you know, can talk to mm -hmm. about things. Hopefully you'll accept your position in my circle. Of course. Um, because that's just the way it is. I feel real good about this conversation here and any other conversation that we've had. Yeah. I'll support whatever you do. Thanks, Clay. I whatever really you do, it. I'll support it. You know what I mean? That's just uh that's just how it is. You have some events coming up. I do. And just take the floor and describe everything however you want. What's going on with you coming up uh, in the near future? So um, the biggest thing is I'm having a listening party, y'all. On Saturday night, June the 17th. So the thing that's so special about this listening party is that this is my second solo work. My first solo work was done and released November 
of 2012. Mm. Okay. This is, and I've been singing, my music partner said, Patrick, I've been, God, I've, I've been singing with Patrick for, for over 10 years. And, um, but when I'm with Patrick, I sing his songs, right? And so, you know, I'm, I'm gigging with Bigidi Kumalo and the Graceland Band. I'm like with a whole bunch of, um, the um, Philadelphia Jazz Tap Ensemble with Pamela Hetherington. So like, I really work with a lot of different people, but my first work, which was entitled Bigger Than Music, um, was an acapella work. My God, that thing had about 14 tracks on it. Mm. And um, this work is acapella as well. And the title is this of this project is The Return to Innocence. And so what I did was I took childhood games that I used to play. One, two, three, red light, double dutch, tic-tac-toe, Ring around a rosy, London bridges falling down. Did I say double Dutch? I think mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And then I started off with um, I Can Take You Back. So I Can Take You Back was actually off of my first CD, Bigger Than Music. And so I chose these childhood games because I really feel like um, this is a season due to everything that's going on that we really need to activate the spirit of play within us. I'm talking about us adults. We really need to reach back and grab our younger selves and bring them along with us. I feel like while we're adulting, we are stressing, we are worrying, we are paying this, taking care of this. And I feel like we have forgotten how beneficial that youthful energy is to us, how much vibrancy it brings to us. We've forgotten how to play we've forgotten how to daydream how to imagine right and all of these things that we used to do as children were very very instrumental in our overall health and i just feel like we need to tap back into that um energy and activate the spirit of play within us so yeah i wrote lyrics all the songs it's an acapella album so i'm doing everything about 98 percent. you know you got sound bites of Children playing in the schoolyard, you know that ain't me. And then my friend Bobby, he uh, whistles on uh, London Bridges because I can't whistle. I mean, I can, but not in melody. And so he whistled, but everything else is me. So um, yeah, y'all, I'm really, really proud of this um, project. I'm also featuring um, my grandfather talking about the highlight of his life and a dear um, elder mine, Ima Makaya, talking about the highlight of her life. And they are a little over a generation apart, you know. So, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I was very intentional about, you know, this album and, you know, the things, the way that, you know, I curated and everything. And, yeah, I just felt like it would be dope to have, to not say, me say, what the highlight of my grandfather was, is, or was, rather, not to write it down and read it but i think it's something powerful in hearing his voice mm -hmm. hearing him go back down memory lane and and speak about um uh graduating from john barcham high school june the 18th 1953 like i think it's something special and just hearing that energy come through him as he reminisces so yeah y'all i think um yeah so 
That is coming up June 17th. Doors are at 7.15. Show starts at 8 p.m. And it's a listening party. I will be performing a few pieces, but I just want us to like, the vision is we're going to sit down. We're going to listen to these songs. We're going to dialogue about these songs. We're going to, um, in my mind, bridge the gap between my elders and my young folk. Because when my grandfather was playing London Bridges, it's totally what was going on in his world playing that game versus what was going on in my world when I was playing London Bridges, right? Mm. And so I think it's a great conversation piece. I see a lot of smiles and, oh my God, you know, I remember that and a lot of laughs. Like, I just want to um, bring upon or make space for a beautiful energy to just come through and reminisce and just really like think about those good times. So yeah. And where where is it going to be? Oh, thank you. So it's going to be at <laughs> Kinesis Dance Dynamic Theater, which is located at 5427 Germantown Avenue. Um, that is in Germantown, Philadelphia, PA, 19144. And uh, yeah. Sister Kristen owns it. She is such a dope sister. And I'm so like honored to be able to have this experience in her venue. So yeah. And what's it called, Kristen's? Uh no, Kinesics Dance Dynamic Theater. And the young lady that owns it, her name is Kristen. Okay, Kinesics. Yep, Kinesics, yep. Yeah, so that's uh June 17th. Yes, June 2023. Yep. Kinesics. Uh Dance Dynamic Theater. Dance Dynamic Theater. It's a black box theater. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we repeat the whole thing again so everybody. Okay. Can. Okay, so I will be having this listening party called The Return to Innocence Part One. Because I put pressure because there will be a part two. Messing mm. with hopscotch and the rest of the game. Right. And so this will be at Kinesics Dance Dynamic Theater. Located at 5427 Germantown Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19144. And just to give you like a, a cross reference or whatever, this theater is right next to the Ubuntu Art Gallery and is literally right up the street from Uncle Bobby's. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good information. That's, that's some good information. It'll be well. Um, sister um, Kristen, will she be there? I'm not sure. Okay. I think she will, but I'm not sure. I hope she will, but we shall see. Yeah, oh. yeah. And I got something else to say. Okay. And so, said Patrick, my music partner and I have been working on um, our newest, our newest um, uh, album, right? And it is called This Is What We Do. And um, that will be released sometime in August. And I'm very proud of that work as well. Shout out to Brendan McGeehan, who um, produced us. Um, he is bomb. He co-produced um, The Return to Innocence. And he is the first and only person that I know when it comes down to getting in this studio that understands how to bring out the best in me vocation-wise. Mm. You know, because it's like you got drummers coming to the studio, you got pianists, you got guitarists. How many vocationists do you have come into a studio and be like, I need you to mic me up and I want to record some songs? Mm. So, huge shout out to him. 
And once I knew that he understood me as a vocationist, because I was the most challenging thing, I said, well, foot, me and Patrick, it's a go now. You know, we already got me together, so it's a go. So yeah, we went to Elmwood Studios up in Koshahawken and recorded um, Sad Patrick and I's uh, piece of work called This Is What We Do. It is so, listen, it is the best work recorded yet. Mm. I am truly over the top, like excited about this work, about the return to innocence and about this is what we do. So yeah, y'all. Oh wow. Okay. And do you have a um do you have a website, uh, Facebook, yes. Instagram? Give out all the give out all the goods. So um my website is BethlehemTheArtist.com. And to all my country folks that like to pronounce my name Bethlehem, it's okay, honey. Just make sure that when you spell it, there's no A's in it. It is B-E-T-H-L-E-H-E-M, just like the city. So BethlehemTheArtist.com. Um, my Instagram is at OtentiLove. So Otenti is the Hebrew for authentic, and that is spelled O-T-E-N-T-I love l-o-v-e facebook i'm just bethlehem robertson um my last name is r-o-b-e-r-s-o-n no t's no i's um and yeah on twitter i'm bethlehem 17 and yeah but i ain't really on twitter like that but you know i just thought i'd say <laughs> um, <laughs> and okay so when it comes to be sad music so it's be sad music. So, and we do not want you to be sad. It's just first two letters of my name, sad music. So yeah. B-E-S-A-D-M-U-S-I-C. That is on everything. BeSadMusic.com is the website. On Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, it's all Be Sad Music. So okay. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will go ahead. No, keep going. I'm sorry. Going. I'm sorry. And so, another shout out to my friend Robert Byrne, um, because I will be having a song. So I redid. No, so I'm singing my song "Celebrate." Right, this is the one that's on the Who in My video on my um oh foot YouTube. YouTube is Bethlehem the artist and Bethlehem the vocationist. Keep forgetting about YouTube. And then with Be Sad Music, Be Sad Music on YouTube, right? And so um, shout out to Robert Byrne, um, Bobby, who, you know, people know him as. Um, because the song Celebrate that I have in my Who In My video, my song, I, I redid the song. I mean, it's the same song, but we renamed it because he put like strings to it. When I tell you, it is so, so good. So we renamed it um, See That Thing Called Joy, because that's like one of the lines I say in the song. And so, um, yeah, that will be released sometime this year as well. And Bobby is a, a digital um, artist. So, yeah. So my little self is going to be hitting the airwaves like in many different forms. So y'all just stay on the lookout. So, yeah. <laughs> And I and like I think, how you said a little earlier, hmm. like how you said, oh, yeah, um, you know, it's almost like me going to uh, the Italian market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to Chile to get the uh, the, the guy to uh, make the terima for me. 
And yeah. like you went to Chile, like I go to town. You know what I mean? I'm like, whoa. Yeah, she just was like real nonchalant. I hope everybody heard that. She was like, yeah, I went to Chile and uh, I'm going to Germany next year or next week. And then almost like Carmen San Diego. You know what I mean? Like where in the world is Bethlehem Robertson? Thank you for saying my last name right. Yeah, yes. A lot of people had, pronounce it Roberson. I had I had practice. Thank you. I, I appreciate the practice. Because I said <laughs> I appreciate the practice. I said I said Roberson to uh uh Kim Pedro one mm-hmm. time. She said no, it's not it's not that. It's Robertson. And I said, okay, do And that's you it. Know, you told me one time. Well, I thank God for Kim, because you know what? <laughs> I'm telling you, that has been a battle of mine throughout my whole entire life. So, yeah. And just to clear things up, Clay, I ain't been to no Chile. Uh. <laughs> no, sir. The guy who made my board is from Chile, but I ain't been to Chile yet. Not yet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. But, you know, you talk yeah. about uh, messing up people's names. Yes. That's Suppose right. they just... Not with the enunciation. Mm-hmm. How about with calling you a different name altogether? So I've been called, my name is Clayton. Come on. I've been called Calvin, Carlton, Clifton, Corey. Right? And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I got this real quick story. It was a, mm-hmm. when I first started working at the hospital, it was wow. a, a really, it was a really older um Caucasian nurse. Yeah. She had to be, you know, she, at one point she was an RN, but then mm-hmm. she had gotten so old she couldn't deal with that anymore. Right. So they made her like a nursing assistant. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but she had spectacular uniforms. I mean, it was creased and it was white and she wore the hat, the old school nursing cap or whatever. Yeah. And she was just Oh man, and she used to call me Calvin. So I said, you know what? You earn the right to call me whatever you want to call me. Cause I'm not going, cause if I tell you my name is Clayton, you won't call me Calvin anyway. Okay, okay. But well, wait a minute though, Clay. You ain't got nothing on me, you hear me? So I was working at an assisted living facility. And when I tell you, I really, cherish the moments that I was there to assist. I worked in the dementia unit. Mm. I was caring for my residents there. And one of my residents, older black guy, God rest his soul. <laughs> so he was blind, but he could tell you by your voice. So when I said, hey, sir, how you doing? Is that, who is this? I said, now you should know my voice. Who do you think it is? So he said, uh, uh, I, I know who you are. He said, uh, um, Jerusalem. I said, honey, that's close enough to the vicinity. Okay. Yeah, y'all can be Jerusalem. Close enough to the vicinity. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. So yeah. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I said, wow. All right. That's all right. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh my God. So yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, in closing, I, I just have one one more question to ask you for anybody 
uh, especially our young people. Yeah. And you know what? I have two things. I just thought of one that I was going to comment on your um, back to back to innocence. Re- the return to the return to innocence. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. The That's okay. Innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in the day mm-hmm. when when I was coming up, we used to have dinner time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. I and do. after you did your homework, mm-hmm. you would go outside and play some of those games you were talking about. Yes. One, one two, three, Ringo, you're my man. Oh. Rosie. All that kind of stuff. We even was in the middle of the street. We used to draw um, with what we called a dead block. And we used to pluck checkers, you know, and try to get them into the different numbers. One, two, three, four, five, like that. Yeah. But yeah. the point being, we would be outside. Mm-hmm. We would be running around and exercising. Yes. Right? Instead yes. of, you know, today, fast forward, mm-hmm. they on the video games. Yeah. Or they on their phones. Mm-hmm. Or they on the computer. And needless to say, mm-hmm. getting out of shape. Okay. And then there's no dinner time. Everybody just go and get a cheesesteak or whatever and eat whenever they want and then go get a burger or whatever and or go to the Chinese restaurant and get some some shrimp fried rice. Yeah. But you know, and then and not eating well nutritionally has been crazy too, right? But what I used to tell my sons and you know they were raised by, you know, me and Vicky. We raised all three of them. Mm-hmm. Dinner time wasn't just about coming to eat. It was about how was your day? Yes. What yes. did you do today? Mm-hmm. What, you know, and we just got a chance to communicate with one another. Right. You know what I mean? Because we know by the current situation out here, that doesn't happen. Exactly. You know, do you know where your child is? I mean, we got a curfew going for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they want the young people that act like they don't know how to go home. We used to have to be home by the time the street light came on. Okay. <laughs> and if you wasn't if you wasn't in the house, you was on your porch. I remember that, yeah. You know what I mean? If, you yeah. know, if, if your mom or your pop gotta come outside and call your name more than one time. You got a problem. Yes. A whole problem when you, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why that that um I can't wait. I can't wait. I will be there on the seventeenth of June. Yes. Um you know, to watch you perform for the for the listening party. Um fifty four twenty seven Germantown Avenue. Kinesics. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the rest of that. What's that again? Uh Kinesics Dance Dynamic Theater. Dance Dynamic Theater. Mm-hmm. And the time is, the doors are going to open at 7.15 and the performance begins at 8 o'clock. Yes. Right? Yep. So it's going to be a good time. I can't wait. I mean, as soon as you said you had take what? Ticket. Boop. It was like quick. I think it took me like maybe four and a half seconds. Listen, that's the truth. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, yes. Yes, it did. You know, yes. but uh, any any young people that, that desire to get into 
um, whether it's music or, you know, any kind of arts, what would you, what kind of advice would you give them? So, um, to my young people, I think the best thing to do is really figure out like who you are because you have a world out there that is ready and willing to shape and mold you into who they want you to be. Mm. But it's very important to know who you are and pull from that, right? Create from that. Um, I think the more authentic you are, the better. Because there's only one you, right? There are no duplicates. And so the thing that has worked for me was understanding who I am and then staying true to who I am, right? And sometimes um, life will take you through some things so that you can really discover like who you are, what you are. You get what I'm saying? But um, yeah, that would be the first test. Like, don't be afraid to be different, you know, because half time people don't know what they want, honey, until you give it to them. And when you give it to them right, they'll be like, oh my God, I needed that and didn't even realize it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People vibe off of your energy. So if you believe in what you're doing, it's easy for other people to believe in what you're doing. Right? And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to be different. Like, me being a vocationist, that was not the intention at all. Mm -hmm. I prayed and I said, most high, I want to be different. I want to be like everybody else. Child, but I already had an idea of what that looked like. I was like, I'm going to do this thing until I get with some dope musicians, teach them my music, and then I'm going to go to regular rock. And I'll be different because my sound is different. Mm. Well, as God would have it, the vocation thing caught on. And, and people actually dug what I do by myself. And it was like some Jay Knobs in particular, he was the one that encouraged me to do my first CD bigger than music. He was like, Yo, Beth, you know, like you too talented to not have a piece of work out there. And I was like, yeah, I know, man, you know, I got to give with some, me going off of my idea. I give with some really good musicians. And he's like, why don't you just make an album doing what you already, what you naturally do? I'm like, Jay, ain't nobody checking for no acapella music. Ain't nobody going to be checking for me. Just He was like, but what you don't understand is people actually love and dig what you do. Mm-hmm. So it was like the creator showing me, honey, I done answered your prayers. You just got to get this idea of what it looked like and how it was supposed to look out of your head and open up your eyes to what is, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So um, I've, I've just been... And don't get me wrong. I love working with musicians. God knows I love working with instrumentalists. It takes me to a different type of zone. But I can't not do what I do solo-wise because I'm pulling from a different place. Because mm-hmm. the only person I'm vibing off of is me. You know, and so yeah, it's it's a special thing. And once you young people find your special thing and you know it to be true to you, you know it to be your truth, stick with it. Like stick with it. If you're looking for instant fame or whatever, then maybe you need to reevaluate what it is that you're doing and why you're actually doing it. Mm. But if you're doing it for the love of it, honey, the fame, the money, all of that will come. It will be chasing you. You don't have to chase it. The only thing you need to concentrate on is just being true to who you are. So, yeah, that's the advice I got. Oh, that is so. That's that's fantastic. That is 
I so enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, me too. Um, and um, I look forward to it and it delivered exactly what I thought of it would. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's just organic. I got to know who you are. Um, you got to know who I am a little more. Yes, um, yes. And what it did was it just, this format or this conversation, even though it'd be for, you know, SOJP website and YouTube and all of that podcast, but it did more for me than something that I can show people. They'll never get a chance to really see what it did for me. Mm. Unless, I, unless I decide to break down and tell them about it. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. thank you very much. Thank, thank you very you. much for taking time out from your schedule. And I'll see you on the 17th. But we got some more work to do because... Yes, uh, we do. You got more stuff to do. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, the... You know, I'm not even gonna let everybody know what it is. I'm just gonna say we got <laughs> look, we got we got some more work to do, and we're going yeah. to do it. You know okay. what I mean? So y'all uh, stay tuned. Lord willing, yeah. we're going to do this, and it's going to be just fabulous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. when you get uh um, you know, when you get time, let's uh let's get together and talk about this uh. This feature, I guess I can talk about it a little bit. Bethlehem Robert Robertson, excuse me. I almost did it. I almost did it. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be our, our featured artist on Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry for the month of July. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I can't wait to put that together mm -hmm. so that people can get even more yes. of your uh, of your artistry. So. Um, you know, I'll be working on that. But again, thank you very much. Thank and you. you know, do me a favor, give me a website uh again. Yes. Bethlehem the artist, not the as in T-H-E-E, -E, but Bethlehem the artist rather. Um dot com. I also want to mention that uh my EP The Return to Innocence was released on all digital platforms. June the 1st, and I'm doing all this because Bigger Than Music wasn't released on all digital platforms, but this joint is, so please give your girl a listen. I got my baby picture up there, y'all, so you might not recognize me. I don't think I look too far off, but anywho, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm holding Winnie the Pooh, red and white dress. Mama well, didn't touch my head up that day, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man, well, you know what they say, black don't crack. Okay. It don't crack. <laughs> Thank God, okay? Lord have mercy. Okay. Oh man, but you know, thank you so very much for taking thank time you, out. Bro. I mean, I really appreciate it, and and this was this was so cool. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I sure did. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yep. So just stay stay right there, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it first here. Listening party with Bethlehem Robertson on June seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Uh, 5427 Germantown Avenue. Doors open at 7.15 and the performance begins at 8 o'clock. It's a listening party for her uh, brand new project. EP is just going to be uh, 
it's going to be fabulous and it's called the return to innocence yeah and it's going to be fabulous i'll be there i'll be in the house i'll be there so won't you join me we're going to have a ball and mm-hmm. you know what um maybe i'll get a chance to after uh you know the ep is over i'll get a chance to do a real quick uh interview with you then as well and just talk about what what uh happened during the evening because oh. i just invested in a little teeny microphone oh shucks look oh, at look, you I'm, look i'm moving up in the world baby i oh, know that's right oh baby michi woo so um thank you very much bethlehem and you. you know stay safe out here and um, you know just uh hope you and your family and everyone is doing well we really are. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for this edition of Spotlight Conversations, where we had the phenomenal performer, Bethlehem Robertson. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time right here on Spotlight Conversations. Peace. <laughs>